Welcome to the Optimistic Dater Podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things dating. Today we're going to be talking about why we crave being in a relationship. Uh, I'm joined by the lovely Julia, and obviously I'm Sam. We haven't done this in a while, so we're a little rusty, so bear with us. Uh, But yeah, today, why do we crave being in a relationship? All right. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to podcast. <laughs> okay, so we kind of want to break it down a little bit um, and first talk about why we crave being in a relationship. Um, list some of the reasons why we might crave being in a relationship. We might not necessarily need or want a relationship, but we feel like we need a relationship. So um, I'm going to start with, you know, I feel like a lack of companionship is a big reason why we might crave being in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You've been single for a while or uh, haven't had any meaningful connection with somebody. And all of a sudden that itch in the back of your mind's like, I wish I had somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Laying in bed alone, watching a movie, crying over your popcorn, shoving your face full of chocolate. I've been there. Crying over popcorn and shoving. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of food for bed. Okay. <laughs> Real sad boy hours. I get it. Yeah. Which I feel like actually, you know, is a benefit of not being in a relationship because you can't totally do that when you have a, like a person that doesn't like it when you leave crumbs in the bed, which I've been there too. And then you can't eat your popcorn in bed and you can't eat your chocolate in bed. Because they don't necessarily like rolling over in the middle of the night and waking up and having chocolate smeared across their face. Is that something you like? That is something that has happened to me before. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, this is why I just don't eat in my bed. Or, you know, it's like on my leg and I'm like, wake up and I'm like, shit yourself. Is that chocolate? (laughs) I gotta change the sheets now. Hmm, what is this? Yeah. So what we're saying is having a partner will help you not shit yourself. Yes. Yeah. Or make you wonder if you shit yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or, you know, you just frighten your partner with thinking that you shit yourself. Yeah. Because you eat chocolate in the bed anyway, regardless of if they want you to or not. You scuttle off to the bathroom like, oh, she shit herself again. Okay. Anyway. So what's another one? Uh, needing validation is one that comes to mind where you might be doing a lot of good things for yourself, but like no one's giving you those compliments, giving kind of feed, not to stroke your ego, but no one's there saying, you know, Hey, you're doing a good job. Yeah. I think a lot of us when we're single get into this place of like, I don't have anybody here telling me like good job or, and then you kind of get sad because you everybody needs i think a little bit of validation yeah and it's nice to have that yeah yeah it's good to have somebody kind of rooting you on as well as like pushing you um Mm -hmm. having having a partner that actually pushes you towards your goals or in life in general not to like push you in a bad direction but makes you forces you to grow is encourages you to grow yeah yeah, I guess force is one of your best word, but put, pushes you and encourages you to grow um, is something that obviously, once you have it and then it's like taken away, uh, you're like, oh, 
I wish I had that again. Yeah. Or like for a while you feel like you can, um, you can kind of cheer yourself on, but then after you've done it for a long time, then you're like, ah, I feel like something's missing. Like, Mm -hmm. but I did hear this thing. And this was actually a great thing that I heard on a podcast the other day where they talked about when you feel like you need validation or you need like comfort, you kind of like go into this place of like, I don't know, like you kind of hug yourself and you kind of think to yourself of yourself telling yourself, giving yourself that validation, like having like a mental image in your head of two yous and one of you is telling the other you, you're doing a great job and giving yourself that validation in that way. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of a different way to do it or your inner child giving you that validation. I've heard the inner child one. I've also heard one, um, not to bring it to a popular figure, but Joe Rogan has a quote of look at yourself. Like you're watching a movie. What would the character Mm. in that movie be doing? Yeah, that's good. So that's always kind of stuck with me when like you're doing things that maybe you're not, you're unsure of or something like that. Like what would that character in that movie be doing? What would you want to see them do? Yeah. Or just like looking at it from an outside perspective as a whole and being like, if I was somebody else and I saw what I was doing, then would I be proud of me? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like giving it a different perspective. That leads mm-hmm. to kind of like, are you, are you craving a relationship or are you just like lonely? Are you just lonely? Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of us suffer with loneliness, especially in a day and age where a lot of us communicate over the computer and the phone and we don't actually hang out physically with people anymore since COVID happened. People got used to that um, way of communicating and hanging out with people. And there really is a difference between physically being with somebody and talking to somebody on the phone or especially if you're somebody who's a physical touch person. Yeah. Or even like you're, you're texting somebody something and you know how you set it in your mind and that tone does not get across. But if you were with that person, you're like, Oh, I meant it this way. And you could tell those little subtleties and flexion of voice or the look you give them or something like that means something completely different. Yeah. I definitely think loneliness can lead to craving a relationship, even if you're not ready for it or really want it. You just feel like you need it because you're tired of being lonely. Or if you're the uh, the single person in the in the friend group and everyone else is with relationships, you're like, oh, forever the fifth wheel. <laughs> I need somebody to be my somebody. somebody. I don't care who it is, <laughs> as long as there's somebody. I don't even like this person, but I need somebody. <laughs> Hi, God, it's me again. <laughs> but I think um, one of you know, like that also leads us into a lack of fulfillment and if you don't have a purpose or something that you're actively trying to get like a place you're actively trying to get to or something you're like a goal you're actively trying to achieve sometimes that can lead to oh i need to be in a relationship to kind of fill this void that i have within myself yeah and the opposite of that is maybe you haven't hit those fulfilling things. So you think that 
relationship will help you hit those points. Help push you. Yeah. So you can't you can't hit those milestones or whatever you're trying to get to by yourself. So maybe you're like, oh, I need a partner to help me get there. Where in actuality, you probably not saying don't have to, but actuality, you probably just need a little more discipline for yourself to do it. You can't put all that pressure on your partner or whoever you're trying to impress. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to the self-validation thing too. And like feeling like in order to achieve goals, you need somebody to tell you you're doing a good job. Yeah. You just need you. You just need you to know you're doing a good job. All right. Yes, ma'am. Like a drill sergeant. Do it. You got to be a little louder than that, but yeah. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Go check. Sorry for your ears. Check my ears for bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how can we remedy these things so that we're not creating a relationship? Oh. Yeah. Dang. Thought we were going to go. Some things. Yeah. Some things we can do. Um, I think honestly a big one is if if you are in the world of like social media and stuff, obviously if you're watching this, you are. Um, taking time away from the screen and understanding its impact on your mental health. Um mm-hmm. I know in the past couple of years, like Instagram and stuff has tried to take away like the, the like counter stuff or they change the algorithm or whatever happens where that validation in your back of your mind is all of a sudden kaput. You're like, shit, that's, it's not doing what it used to. I didn't get the, the love I was getting prior to. So take, making sure you're using your time wisely on those social media platforms to make sure we aren't draining ourselves. Yeah, and just stepping away from the social media world and the technology world as a whole to kind of be out and about with actual real people Mm -hmm. and forming some friendships with people because you can have relationships that give you some of the things that you need that aren't necessarily a relationship too. A romantic involvement, yeah. Yeah, something that's not all-consuming. And I mean, whether people want to admit it or not, relationships are stressful. There's a lot of things that go into it. So, I mean, friendships can be stressful too, but really they're not all consuming or they shouldn't be to be a healthy friendship. Yeah. If it's a healthy friendship, it shouldn't be stressful. Uh, You should kind of maybe sometimes butt heads, but it shouldn't be stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, going out and to public places, um, you know, putting that energy into positive uses so like working on those projects working on those hobbies um going to see that concert you wanted to see you you know doing things that you want to do to fulfill your needs and wants yeah hobbies is a great thing oftentimes like i will find myself being like oh well i feel lonely because i'm just sitting on my bed scrolling instagram and seeing what everybody else is doing but I'm just here on my bed, not doing crap. Yeah. So I've noticed that something that helps is getting into something like I like painting or reading yeah. or video games. For sure. No, Samuel likes those or, you know, the gym. Hey, 
let's not call out video games when we both play video games now. Let, hey, hey, no. I said I said the video games was good. Oh, I said I. <laughs> That's one of the way, ways that I. Just how you said that. Oh. We know Samuel likes those. Yeah. I meant like you're agreeing with me right now. Oh. I'm agreeing for you. Yeah. This to my true. statement. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. We do like to sweat in video games, and in the gym. Like video games. And in the gym. The gym is a good one because it's very like a great time to just clear your head. It's cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a big part of that also is realizing that social media is a, a sliver of society. It is not all seven point, whatever, 2 billion people doing that stuff. It is a microcosm of the, those people. So when you get kind of tied up on those things, Remember that in the back of your mind, like, oh, this is like a sliver of people that are doing those things. Yeah. And also, too, like, I don't really do that much fun stuff, <laughs> but I make sure I document when I do fun stuff yeah. so that it looks like I'm doing fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's not an everyday thing that people are going out and doing fun things like that. I mean, some people are, but like, yeah. People, yeah. Don't, don't get jealous <laughs> of, of an Instagram page full of like, plane flights and shit and you're like jesus yeah i've actually gone on a lot of trips this year mm -hmm. but still like i wouldn't say that i'm like this traveling like influencer i don't know yeah <laughs> um and a lot of that too i mean like for example somebody could be traveling a lot for work yeah they're like, oh, this is pretty, so I'm going to take a picture of it and make it seem like I'm doing this for fun. But really, I'm here for work and I'm stuck inside the building next to this pretty park that I took this picture in all day. I'm doing this for hashtag self-care, but really you're at work in some place and you don't <laughs> want to be it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think another one would be like healing from past trauma and getting to a place where you're happy alone. Because I think that you, and we've talked about this before, I think that you, it's easy to crave another person to help you feel better about the things that you haven't healed about, mm -hmm. haven't healed. Yeah. And a lot of people get this like thought in their head that, oh, I have this, this, and this wrong with me. And so-and-so can fix that about me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that goes back to the fulfillment thing of, yeah, I don't have... I'm lacking in these areas. She or he completes me in those areas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Be whole within yourself before you go and find somebody else. And also try the, the notion of maybe you just got out of relationship or something like that. And you try to find somebody immediately after to try mm -hmm. to fill that void post relationship. Cause you're missing, you know, the intimacy and, and talking to somebody daily, so you immediately try to jump back into something. Um, yeah, that's that's a trauma response. That's not a you know, that's not a good thing. Don't do that. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> yep. Take your time. Realize. Take accountability for all the actions, whatever happened. Take your time to heal and look at yourself. Truly look at yourself in the mirror, and then get back out there. Yeah. And I could definitely say that I'm guilty of that. I think especially after you've been in a relationship for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get out and you're like, I don't know who I am without this person. Yep. So I need to find somebody else who completes me. Yeah. 
and then we so you, you fill a void instead of just taking that person and appreciating who they are what they bring yeah and what they bring to the table yeah. yeah you need to complete yourself young child okay uh it's just that padawan there but okay <laughs> i was going to but i didn't <laughs> that's, that's funny okay missed opportunity damn it <clears throat> sorry i'm just getting over being sick okay the last one i have is to get a dog or a cat yeah yep i think a lot of people do that i think well yeah i think a lot of people do do that uh um, yeah i don't know they do do that <laughs> Do do that. Yes, do. Do do. Do do that. D that. Ba 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 da ba. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I I haven't personally done this, but um, I I feel like you have like twelve cats. I have two cats. <laughs> no, now my sister has three cats. Two of them live with her, and she shuttled one to my parents when she moved to a new apartment. Mm. but I know it's a thing. I just have never experienced said thing. But you already have your little companions, so. Well, true. And technically, I got them with an ex. So, and then I got stuck with them. So I don't know what that says about How do you do that? How do you do, like, when you break up with somebody, I mean, I guess I've done this, but it was just like, I automatically got the dog because he just didn't want to deal with it. But, like, how did you when you broke up and you guys had bought this animal together, how did you kind of like you get custody of, of the cat? Um, so for Ollie, Oliver, uh, it was kind of a no brainer cause he's my sister's brother's cat as well. Same litter. So it was like, okay, me and my sister have brother cats. And then with danger, she brought him home from the clinic and he was very attached to her at the clinic. But once he got here, he immediately could not stay away from me. Like he was sleeping on me, like immediately had to find me in the apartment. Um, so when we did break up, I assumed danger was going to go with her. And she said, no, no, no. He loves you more. I was like, what? She's just point blank. Like, no, no, no. Danger just got to stay with you. She had Benji, her cat. So it was in my situation. It was just one of those where she realized that that cat attached. Or is this to me. like it? easy situation yeah this was okay. pretty easy so uh, kind of like my situation <laughs> yeah so though i did get my cat um after a breakup but it was just the timing of it because he was my sister's cat mm -hmm. and she was getting rid of him and i was like no freaking way are you getting rid of that cat it's the only cat i've ever bonded with in my entire life give him to me yeah yeah our family my family's never we've never gotten rid of animals i've never I mean, that's a whole different discussion, but I've never... <laughs> or squirrel! Yeah, well, I mean, uh, just in general, as, as a human being, I feel like that's a that's a thing. Like, if you you want to keep those animals once you have them. Yeah. Basic human... For her situation, it was she got pregnant and lived in a tiny apartment. And yeah, that's fair. It was kind of like a thing, but... But they you went know. to a loving home instead of, like, on the fucking street. Yeah, and he knows me. Like, yeah. he loves me. Yeah. He loves me more than he loves my sister anyway. So he just always belonged with me is the matter That's of... 
Yeah. And I mean, I love my cat so much that my kids are like, is Sal going to be our new stepdad? I'm like, well, that's weird. But like, he loves me more than any other man has ever loved me. So. <laughs> I, is that sad or is that great? I can't tell. Um, Definitely sad. <laughs> sad. That's the, uh, the we're going to date this episode now, but that's the latest She-Hulk episode. Uh, there's a wedding episode and she is marrying like a fucking ch- chihuahua dog something or other. Huh. Interesting. I was like, the fuck is going on here? We do not condone bestiality on this podcast. That's. <laughs> I think it was like a joke. What I don't know. I, I lost track. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So I think overall, it's just important to be in a place where if you're going to get into a relationship, a relationship is a want. It's going to add value to your life. It is not something you need to feel whole or feel validated or feel for for or feel fulfilled. <laughs> that was a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a want and, and it's going to be healthy and balanced and great for your life and not something that is going to be just a mess because you both are just filling a void. It's a want that should turn into a need, ideally, afterwards. Like once exactly. you mesh with that person, it should be like, oh, yes, I need this person in my life. Um, yeah. So make sure that you are, it's okay to crave a relationship, but make sure that we are craving that relationship for the right reasons, not just it's 2 a.m. on a Friday night and you had a couple of beers and you're lonely. Exactly. In that case, maybe friends with benefits situation is a little better. <laughs> I don't know if Sam agrees with me on that one. (laughs) Hey, I think a a friends with benefits situation can be healthy, but I think that is a topic for another podcast that actually is a good topic. So we should write that down. I think I have that written down. The pitfalls of friends with benefits and situationships. The downfalls and the upfalls, the uprises. (laughs) The the uprises. That's a different term. It's really just either sex or not no sex. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. If you guys liked this episode, please, you know, like the podcast, give us a rating. That would be wonderful. It'd help us out. And that is it for today. And we hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.